This episode is brought to you by Toyota Australia. We were lucky enough to hit the road recently in their brand new Fortuna, which was tough enough for rugged off-road adventures with a couple of gals and powerful enough to carry every creature comfort, including snacks, a hairdryer, and multiple bottles of insect repellent. is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Ash. Hi, Mel. And hi, listeners. Welcome Hello, back. everybody. Welcome back. Um, we have had a bit of an adventure. Sorry for our um, radio silence for the last, what has it been, like maybe a month? But month, we. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot's been going on. We went on an adventure like we told you we would. Um, turns out, you know, internet and technical issues on the road meant we couldn't really do the podcast on the road. Um, then I got COVID. We both got dogs. There's so much going on. Truly. It just sounds like, where, where, where? Excuses, excuses. Oh, <laughs> you got a dog. Oh, you had no internet. But really, this is all true. This is all factual. It's all true. These are real excuses. These are real excuses. It's really hard when you get a new dog. It's really hard when you get COVID and get a new dog. And it's really hard when you go on holidays and then get a new dog. So um, there's a lot going on. But yeah, so as promised, we went to on a big Queensland, outback Queensland road trip. Um, thanks to Toyota Australia, who loaned us a Fortuna GXL, which I don't really even know what that means, but it's like a fancy, even more fancy version of Fortuna. It's like the big dog. We needed that because we did nearly, what, 4,000 Ks? We did a lot of Ks. So it's a big state. There's a lot going on. so big. Why is it so big? It's outrageously big. We'd be like, oh, yeah, we're just going from like here to here today. And it's like, that will be six hours and 30 minutes. And we're like, really? That looks really small on the map. The minimum drive. This episode, though, we are going to talk about one of our favourite places where we spent Mel's birthday. It's a little town called Kurumba. Mel, do you love Kurumba? Yes. So we, like, we did not know what to expect from Kurumba. Like, we kind of picked it because we're coming from the Daintree and we had to cut across to go to Mount Isa and it was sort of like, it's on, like, the other side of the Cape, so, you know, the big pointy bit of Queensland, it's on the bottom other side of that to where, like, far north Queensland, tropical, Daintree, Port Douglas and all of that is. So you're going the whole other side. And it is wild there, huh? Like It's, it's definitely, if you're looking at a map of Australia, it's in between the two pointy bits. So yes. it's in the Gulf of Carpentaria. That's a way better description. Yeah, than it's in between the two pointy bits. And it's essentially... It's barramundi country. It's for fishermen, people yeah. who love BCF, boating, camping, fishing, and it's rugged. It's so rugged. It's like, okay, it is not – I would not say it is like a tourist destination that you would you would enjoy if you wanted like creature comforts. Like it's not a place to go if you're looking for like your resort with like – there isn't no, a resort. There's, there's a caravan no park. There's there isn't a resort. Parks. Like you couldn't even go there for something nice because there is nothing that's ulala juji. No, I think the most ulala juji we got was there's one um, 
pub, essentially, like a tavern that has the most stunning, like, sunset views. And that's pretty amazing. But it's not bougie. Like, it's, like, beautiful. And I guess it would be romantic if you went with a partner. It was, like, really nice as two gals. But, like, yeah, that's about as bougie as it gets. Uh, It is rough and ready. And I did get on the Tinder and the Hinge there um, as promised. And look, it's I didn't find a lot of people in Karumba Hay. Like, it's not a place where people are really on the apps. Well, I think the biggest revelation was that we went fishing. We chartered a boat so that we could catch a fish, so that we could get photos with fish to put fish photos on dating profiles. And it reaped zero dividends. It does not work in reverse. The men did not like the fish. They did not like the fish. I didn't get any... Love pun intended. No bites. But I guess also that was kind of because there weren't really anyone to, there wasn't really anyone to bite. Like it's so remote. And like the kind of guys that you would find there would be guys that are on prawn. So we went to this bar, the best bar, right? Called Animal Bar, which is like, (laughs) I, it it would be the most roughest guy. Hey, like the stories that we were told about Animal Bar, like, oh my God. Um, like, what was the thing? It was like they had to nail down. They had to bolt down the chairs and the ashtrays because it's quite a transient town. So there's like fishermen that come in um, after stints on the trawling boat. So they'd come in and then ringers who were like, you know, outback sort of cowboys, would you say, like they catch bulls and stuff yeah. on properties. They come there for their time off as well. So the fishermen and the ringers would get into blues because yeah. they hated each other. And like throw shit. Yeah. So they had to bolt the chairs and the ashtrays and everything to the ground. So it was like imagine being at a place and then everyone just starts throwing chairs at each other, like literal chairs at people's heads. And there's no hospital in town. So they said that the Royal Flying Doctor Service comes like once a fortnight for checkups. Mm. But if you get your nose broken, she's broken. Yeah. Mm. You're like, you were just going to have to live with it. That's it. That's your nose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it was like when we went, there were only a couple of other guys there, but it was definitely all men. Um, but we were told that like on a like busy night, it's just packed with like yeah guys off the prawn trawlers and then guys coming in from the ringers and whatever. So it would be like big time sausage fest. But whether they're the kind of guys you're wanting to hook up with is debatable because, like you said, Ash, it's so transient that, like, I don't think anybody would be hitting up those pubs looking for, like, a life partner. (laughs) I think if you wanted to hook up with someone, you'd probably be in luck. But, like, I don't think – and I also think you'd have to be providing the accommodation because I'm pretty sure they'd be living on a fucking boat. Unless maybe that could be fun. But I think they'd be living Mm. on a boat with, like, other dudes as well. I don't think it would be as fun as it seems. Like, I don't think it would be, like – a cool like we're not talking about like yachts here we're literally talking about these like prawn trawlers with bunks in them and they're smelly and we got told this story where they collect the prawns and then when they're like sorting the prawns in the big buckets sea snakes just fall out onto the floor which is just so alarming so there's probably a sea snake in your bed I don't know. I don't think you want to go on their boat but you could potentially hook up and I feel like we saw like some like hotties if you're talking like kind of true blue aussie outback no bullshit forex all the time types 
Like, I feel like there was talent, but, like, it's just so... It would be so touch and go as to whether that person was going to be, like, worth a hookup or, like, you know, so, like, rough and ready that you're like, okay, I I can't get a read on you. I need to leave immediately, you know? Are you Ivan Milat or are you, like, someone that It isn't that true for city dating anyway. It doesn't matter whether you're in the Gulf of Carpentaria. It's true. The mean streets of Surrey Hills. Truly, it is the same from coast to coast. Ladies. Are you Ivan Milat? Needs to be asked no matter where you are. Pretty coast much. to coast out here. Mm-hmm. But yes, but yeah. So there's plenty of dudes, and I feel like a lot of them would be single or at least like down to fuck. But like, I don't know that you're gonna find your prince charming there. Um, and literally, I feel like I did not see very many women. So. No, I mean, the competition would be pretty fierce for you. So if if you're a gambling woman, let the odds be in your favour. At the very least, you can go fishing and get a photo with a fish. Yes. Hey, not bad for Facebook. You can get it. It's easy. No. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it kind of got us thinking because we were like, okay, you could definitely imagine yourself, like, meeting someone there and then – it not really, it kind of just going pear-shaped, like you're not really, like, you know, whether it's just like you're not vibing them or whether you're kind of like alarm bells are ringing. It made us like we had this big convo about when do you break the two drink rule, which is kind of this politeness rule that I definitely have. I feel like you have broken it before, Ash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but don't I'm stay. so polite. I'm so it, fucking polite. So like yeah. every guy that I've ever gone out with, I feel like I've given them two drinks. We need to explain for, for those who don't know this rule, it's this kind of unconscious rule that you think, you know, after you go for a date, you sit down, it's you realize you're not really vibing. And then they say, Do you want to grab another drink? And instead of saying, No, I must be off. You say, oh, sure, why not? Because it's mm-hmm. too awkward to leave after one. So yes, you yeah. stay for the second one, even though you know it's going nowhere. You're never going to see this person again. You're not right fit. But you stay for the second out of politeness instead of leaving after the first. Yeah, and I've even stayed for a second drink, and this is so bad. And then gone like to staying. dinner and slept with them. And then- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I've just got to keep going this whole thing all and the way through. Now we're engaged. <laughs> and now he lives here with me and we have a dog. <laughs> Don't let the no. second drink get away on you guys. You've got to <laughs> got to be on top of it. No, that's no. that's not true. This is not correct. <laughs> no, it's not correct, but it, it's very funny if it was. Um no, I feel like I did give Tom like a two drink politeness. Like I I've said this so many times our first date was really nice, but it wasn't like groundbreaking. And really it was a slow burn where over the course of probably about a month, he really, um, I wouldn't even say grew on me. It was more like the connection grew and we both started to want to see each other more and more. So I do believe in the two drink rule in the sense of if you're having a nice time and it, it, it's maybe not the most fucking amazing time, but you're still having a good day. I think it is good to like stick with it and give it like enough time to not make it awkward. But I guess what we're specifically, what I'm specifically talking about is exactly what you said. When there's just no vibe, you just know it's an absolute no. Like I've walked into dates where I'm like literally in our first sentence, we've spoken to each other. I've just known 
that there was nothing there. Like there was just absolutely no chemistry and no energy between us, you know? And that's what we're talking about is like when you just know that this person is a nope from you or, and this is the one where I feel like is really concerning and I've done this before is when you've even got like an alarm bell, like this person is like kind of making me feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, I remember I went on this like date with this guy once and immediately he didn't look like his pictures. Like he was at least 15 years older, I reckon, than his photos on his Mood. on his app. But it was in this really alarming way. Like he almost like was super fucking defensive about it, mm. even though I never said anything. And then all of his energy was this real like defensive aggressiveness. Not like dangerous dangerous thank god but like definitely not making me feel comfortable definitely like I felt quite intimidated and I still stayed for two fucking drinks and that's really fucking bad because I think that you know as women we always do these things out of politeness in these really potentially dangerous situations and it's like no fuck that fuck politeness in those situations you do not need to stay and have a drink with somebody who's making you feel uncomfortable. But, no you know, way. so there's, yeah, exactly. So the, it can actually be really, like, probo to stick around for that second drink out of politeness. But also I think the majority of the time we're doing it because we're like, oh, it's awkward to and stop. most of the time it's like you're the queen and they are zero out of ten and you're carrying the conversation and you're just staying out of, like, pity to try and boost their confidence. Next, like, time is money, no, babe. Yeah. Let's get a wriggle on. Like, I used to do it because I was like, oh, he's a bit of a loser. Like, he has no chat. <laughs> like, bless him. I don't think he has much dating game. And then I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so interesting and, like, bring this shiny big game and then afterwards I was like Ugh, I'm exhausted. exhausted yes and you expend all your energy on something on that's nothing. Like not going to serve you at all no. and it's almost similar to the way that women always end up being men's like therapists oh. you know when we're like oh okay I'm going to listen to this guy like bang on about like all of his, his fucking ex. problems instead of paying $220 per hour like we all do to go and see a real therapist Mood. um and it's the same thing. It's like we go, oh, okay. oh, I feel so bad for them. I'm just going to, like, help them out by, like, <laughs> listening to their shit. No, you're no. not their therapist. You're also not their fucking entertainer for the night. Or their friend. No, you don't know them shit. And I think No. No. And I think you've always been so good at this, Ash, because I do feel like you, out of the two of us, are more confident in being able because I think it takes confidence to be like yeah. I'm not going to do the polite thing and it can be really hard to overcome that incessant people pleasing shit especially as women I think to it's not even like you have to be rude like I don't feel like every t- every story you ever told me you're not rude you literally are just like oh I'm sorry like that's it and like, it's, yeah, you go. don't have to say like you're not vibing it's just like say if I met uh, if I met someone at, uh, say, 6.30 for an after-work drink and we went and we had a drink and I was like, well, I'm not really vibing them and they are like, should we get another drink? I'd just be like, oh, sorry, um, uh, my, I've, I've got a friend from out of town staying with me and so I better yeah. get home. Or, uh, I mean, I wouldn't usually say I'm going to dinner after this because it 
that that's clearly a lie but <laughs> you can say like oh, i got a mate staying with me i just i uh, don't want to sort of leave them in the lurch tonight or you yeah. know i've got an early morning uh i've got work or i booked a 6am pilates class you know keep the lie pretty neutral but I definitely think you can lie to leave. Like I wouldn't usually after one drink be like, oh, I'm not really into this. I mean, I have said that, but it's because they were a bit cocky. Yeah, and I, I was think like, if they're giving you attitude. Yeah, like if, when if they give me attitude, I'm just like, um, this, I think we both know this is not a vibe and they're like, oh, what, what? Oh, no, I nothing hate that. Is nothing is less attractive. Nothing is less attractive than somebody who cannot fathom and another person being attracted or interested them. in them. It's like we're not all interested in you. The entire world doesn't think that you're the best. No. Um, yeah, and I also think a really good one that I've used before, and I've used this on dates where I actually really like the person and I want to go on another date, but it's just the truth is I've got an early start tomorrow. Yeah, They don't fucking know if you do or, or don't, but actually I've used that truthfully more than I have used it untruthfully because fuck it. Like we're out here, independent women. We got jobs. We got shit going on. It's exhausting dating sometimes. Even if you really like the date, if it's on a Wednesday night and you're still recovering from your Sunday hangover and you're, you know, you're having massive days at work and you've just been out with your friends on the Tuesday as well. And maybe you had another date lined up the next night. It's fucking exhausting so I think it's completely normal to go and have a drink and then to be like hey like you know hate to cut it short but I actually got to get up early in the morning so nice to meet you etc and then you can deal with like the I'm not feeling it text in text if it's too awkward to say it in person but yeah it gets you out of there I don't find that offensive I've had it used on me and sometimes like I've said Sometimes it's been legit and then we've gone on another date on a, like, better night of the week and had a really good time. Sometimes I but got a text 20 minutes later and they were sometimes like, Sometimes I got a text 20 hey, minutes later. Yeah, yeah, I'm not into it. <laughs> you're like, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. love it. Love to feel like this. But, yeah, no, I think it, it, it it's a good one. It's pretty chill. But I do wonder, like, I just think, God, all those wasted hours of my life getting a fucking second drink. Oh, and then you know what? It's the difference of getting home at 7.30 and 8.30. So if you've gone on a 6.30 date, that's getting home at 7.30 or 8.30. Getting home at 7.30, you can wash your hair, you can Mm -hmm. watch a whole episode or something. You can do a lot of things. I'm I'm also factoring in that I go to sleep at 9.30, guys. (laughs) Most people are probably like, I can get home at 11.30 and sort of have dinner <laughs> and watch a show. No, I'm deep in my REM stage of sleep by then. So, I mean, go for a 6.30 drink, one drink pulls you to 7.30, two to 8.30. Use your time wisely is what we're saying. I actually saw the most chaotic thing and I it's fucked because I can't remember who said this and I feel like it was like potentially even another podcaster. I just saw it on Instagram, but I didn't like take in all of the factors about it. But they were saying, oh, no, I know who it was. It was a Mamma Mia writer. Um, Her name is, I've forgotten her name, but I will put the article in the notes, the show notes, because I always credit my sources. Um, And she was saying how her new thing is 
going on a quick catch up with dates and the way that I think she was doing it was like they would organize a date but then it would be like oh she'd just be like oh hey like I'm like in the in the city or like I'm near like the suburb you live do you want to catch up for a quick coffee like a, almost like a briefing and I'm not mm. necessarily sure I'm 100% on board with it because I just feel like like I said, I'm just such a, and maybe I'm a romantic like this, but I still really truly believe in the slow burn. I've experienced it so many times. I'm not big on the instant knowing that you want to go out with somebody. I think that people, it's almost like an interview, as we've said many times. Some people are shit at interviews. Some people are really shit at like the nerves and overcoming all of the nerves. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like a drink or, you know, a coffee, a alcoholic beverage whatever you want to classify as a drink is a good amount of time to really gauge whether you're interested or not in somebody and in to want to have more drinks but like a 10 minute like hey nice to see you is potentially that you'd sort of thrust upon them is maybe a bit scary but it was still kind of an interesting concept I thought because again it's like kind of factoring in your dating life around a really busy lifestyle Totally. And then it's also that factor of like no time wasted, but. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're really not into them when you meet up with them in that minute. And that's the thing, because I do believe in like this instantaneous, like not into it factor. I guess I just think give a chance to to things where you meet them and you're still attracted to them and, and the convo is good, but it's not like fucking phenomenal and there's no sparks flying but you're having good chat and like you're getting along that's the stuff where I'm like give that a little bit longer test the waters see if they're like opening up slowly like I cannot tell you how different Tom is from when we met he just literally walked into the room to get Teddy (laughs) that was timing (laughs) um I can't tell you how different he is from when we met to now like totally different kind of people we interact completely differently so it's almost like if I'd not like if I'd taken it on face value of going this date needs to be the best date in the entire world for me to go on another one or to stick around for an extra drink I would have like probably chucked the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak what a weird that, saying that is yeah I, I, it's one of those sayings like when you kill two birds with one stone you're like oh the poor why bird. am I killing any birds yeah, <laughs> I don't want to kill anyone what <laughs> baby what's going on yeah. why am I even chucking the baby why am I doing any yeah. of this uh, it, I think that's true in the sense that not everyone I guess so yeah people are nervous like not everyone presents well in the sort of first instance but you know yourself like if you are dating a lot you can just mm-hmm. you can catch a vibe pretty quickly yeah, and it's things like, you know, like your your personal red flags, which I feel like is totally an episode. Um, like, you know, you're looking for somebody who is pretty keen to settle down and, like, wants a relationship. And then within the first beverage, you can already tell that this person's still, like, fully living out their, like, best bachelor life, you know? Or maybe it's that you're, like, you know, your red flag is, oh, somebody who like 
talks too much about themselves and doesn't ask you any questions or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's all these things that we personally have that just are things that don't gel with our personalities and don't gel with who we are as people or what we're looking for. And it's like if you just get a whole like barrage of them in that first beverage, why the fuck would you stay around for a second one? Like there's nothing's going to happen here. Nothing's going to happen here. Don't stay for the second one. And especially – I cannot stress this enough. If they say, are you hungry? Do not get food. No. Like, do not food get is a food. Sure food is a way to stick around for three hours. Oh, do not <laughs> get food. Like, oh, do not get food. This is why we don't eat on first dates. This is why we don't go to dinner. <laughs> because if you sit down with someone and they are a solid two out of ten personality-wise, oh, my God. Like, there's been a... So many times when I've sat down with a hot dude whose personality makes me literally want to feign food poisoning to get out of the room. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what it's talking about. Clutch at my stomach. Like, ugh, do not There's get There's nothing food. worse than like a hottie with no personality or a hottie with like an obnoxious Cocky. personality. Oh, ab- yeah, like it, that's the thing. Go for a drink. If it's going well, go for the second drink. When they suggest food, go get the food. But yes, don't yes. stay for all those steps out of some archaic notion that the date isn't done yet. Or disappointing them. Like, you disappoint your own mother every time you speak to her (laughs) on the phone. Why are you so suddenly so conscious of disappointing, like, this dude, Sam from Tinder? Disappoint him. But it's the discomfort, isn't it? Like, it's so uncomfortable. Like, I remember that feeling of, like, Oh, fuck, when you're – I mean, I still think that that feeling happens just with, like, friends and things, but, like – it's that situation where you're like, oh, it's so awkward to make an excuse and go. I'll just sit for a second drink to avoid that awkwardness. But I think that's why you get prepared. You have yeah. your, like, excuse ready. Totally. Make it feel natural and just stick with it. Do not – and like you said, don't organise dinner no, off the bat. Organise no. it when you already know you want to hang out with this person for a longer yeah. that night. Yeah, and then I think you're sweet and it and all of that limits that discomfort. So then you'll feel more comfortable being like, okay. And by all, like absolutely number one is I think look out for yourself, number one. And if you get a bad fucking vibe, get the fuck out of there. Who cares if it's awkward? And I think that's why it's always so important to go on a public first date, to know how you're going to get home, like get your Uber from a really well-lit public place, you know, don't. Don't be, like, walking in the dark to the station in the back. Like, I know all that shit is, like, you know, obviously it's, like. Female 101. It's not, like, and it's, like, it's not about, like, you need to be careful and if something bad happens, it's on you. It's just that fuck, fuck that we have to think about this, you know? Like, this is real life shit that unfortunately is the way that it is. Yeah, and don't, like, don't overcomplicate it. Easy. I've got early morning. I've got early gym class I've got a mate staying at my place something easy don't do a fake phone call don't get your friends no. to like organize for your friend to call you like half an hour after you arrive don't like pretend to get a text message don't pretend to take a call no pretending just a straight up lie just a quick <laughs> lie like just you a don't good, need solid lie you don't need to go <laughs> Naomi Watts on this bitch like you're not out here trying to win an Oscar like just keep it <laughs> Keep it tight. Easy life. Keep it tight. Keep, Keep it, it tight. tight. Like, do not try to put on a show with 
theatrics, no props. No, no none props. of that. Just straight down the line, bold face lie. Beautiful. We love a bold face lie. We'd love to hear your excuses to get out of the second dates. Yeah. Um, uh, we because it could help other people, you know. Yeah. So go to our Facebook group, Jeans and a Nice Top, mm-hmm. um, or Instagram, which is Jeans and a Nice Top dot Pod. I think yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> great. Um, and you know, let us know your tips, your thoughts. Are you a two date, two drinks per date rule follower, or are you more like Ash and bold and confident woman? Get out of there. <laughs> who's not a people pleaser like me and doesn't <laughs> cry when she upsets people. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, and then uh, next week uh, we are going to bring you the Mount Isa special, which is going to be very exciting Mm. because, as you all know, Ash has been obsessed with Mount Isa. Deeply obsessed. I have thoughts, feelings. Thoughts, feelings. I did a little bit more. um, There was a bit more intel on the types of guys in Mount Isa because I actually smashed with a few. Yeah. Um, Mel Mel got some love. Yes. Yeah. So um, we can – and I I was very honest, wasn't I? And I told them, I was like, I have a boyfriend. (laughs) I know. We're not in a polyamorous relationship. I was like, Mel, this is weird. This is weird. (laughs) But would you? Well, the guys were really receptive to it. So I got some intel. Um, But yeah, um, we'll chat soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.